The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, I don't know if you read Bon Appetit. I do. And um, I got a little email the other day telling me that Bon Appetit was debuting its first culture magazine that may seem like a shtick to you and it it very well may be but I thought what was really interesting is that the images taken within the body of this publication are all taken with an iPhone so it's the very first time a publication has been taken shot entirely on an iPhone iPhone 6s by the way and um, the reason for it according to the chief editor of Bon Appetit is because of our you and me those of us who consider ourselves to be food aficionados or at least those people that really love good food we we are taking all kinds of photographs uh, with our iPhones and they thought that they might mimic that He describes the issue focusing on the intersection of food, music, entertainment, politics. Again, the act of claiming the food we eat has become as important as eating the food itself, according to him. This is Alex Grossman. find it really interesting that it's the... Uh, the act of claiming rather than actually the act of consuming. Um, there's a huge driver of pop culture right now, he says. And um, and then the issue was really focused on how we all got so food obsessed. So if you want to see a magazine shot with original photography using an iPhone 6S, you might want to pick up a Bon Appetit. Found it be really, really interesting. Our post profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker. This is a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed. She owns a small to mid-sized business, working, of course, full-time, making her over 60000 a year, and her kids are either high school or college age, about 1.5 million of these women out there. Uh, she says she is influenced by fashion, specifically fashion magazines. Every season she does goes goes out and she buys the latest fashions, largely because she likes to stand out in a crowd and feels like she needs to make a unique fashion statement and important to look attractive, not only for the work that she does, but for her own family. She considers herself to be ambitious and motivated, somewhat of a workaholic, wanting to get to the very top of her career. She feels like it's important to juggle uh, various tasks and do it very, very well. And if you don't succeed, which sometimes we don't, she says, Keep trying. She lives in the moment and takes advantage of everything that life has to offer. She values quality things, everything from those clothing I described to paying a little bit extra for quality goods. And she is open to experimentation and trying new things. She's willing to shop new stores and, in fact, goes out of her way to find new stores to see what's out there. So where is she shopping? Well, she's shopping at Williams-Sonoma, Pier 1, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom are all tops with her. She's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, and a Volvo. Uh, when it comes to designers, Calvin Klein and Chanel are tops with her as well. Uh, media choices. You can find her reading Arc Digest, People Magazine, Martha Stewart, Better Homes and Gardens and InStyle, for example, as well as Money Magazine. 
uh, on cable, Food Network. Funny, I bet she's also reading Bon Appetit, don't you think? Uh, HBO, HGTV, uh, TLC, and CNN for news. And online, kind of the same thing. She's following uh, uh, CNN online, Amazon is big with her, as well as eBay. Well, my guest today knows a lot about this woman, specifically the mom, Catherine Wrench, after 10 years of studying moms around the world and, of course, becoming one herself, she launched the Mom Complex. Um, and the focus there is develop better products and services to make the lives of moms easier. And she does that uh, by working with major companies like Walmart, Unilever, Johnson & Johnson, Discovering Network, and Play School. Uh, you can see her work pretty much everywhere. If you pick up the New York Times or watch today's show or read the Wall Street Journal or Fast Company, she also regularly writes about modern motherhood on her blog called In All Honesty, as well as the Huffington Post and Working Mother Magazine. We're going to be talking about the very big topic of work-life balance. Is it achievable? And if so, how? So stick around for answers on that big weighty question when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on, interact with expert speakers at informal networking events, and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th. Conversion Conference last year sold out fast, and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Catherine Winch. She is the founder and CEO of the Mom Complex, which focuses on developing better products and services to make the lives of moms easier. And goodness knows we could all use an easier life. If you're a listener and you're a mom, you know exactly what I'm talking about, especially if you're a working mother. Uh, Catherine's work can be seen uh, on her blog, in all honesty, as well as the Huffington Post and Working Mother Magazine. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Maria. Well, I'm really excited to have you on. And for anyone who hasn't heard of the Mom Complex, can you just give us a little overview of what you offer, the wonderful brands that you work with, as well as the female consumer and coworker who ultimately benefits from your work? 
Yes, so we are a consulting company, a strategic consultancy, and we work with Fortune 500 companies all across the country who want to better connect with mothers. And those mothers could be um, consumers of their products, um, and they could also be um, employees in their workforce. So we are studying the lives of moms all day, every day, and then we give advice to companies for either how to keep those mothers in the workforce longer or how to get them um, to continue to buy their products and help them make better products for mothers. All incredibly important things that you do, especially keeping women in the workforce longer because we all know that uh, single head of household being run by women is a growing demographic. Um, so you do a lot of important work there at the Mom Complex. And I know one area of work you do is around women in the workplace, as you mentioned. I know we always... Yeah, I'm sure you hear about work-life balance each and every day, probably multiple times a day. What are you hearing from working moms, though, about the biggest challenges they face at work and then at home? Because that may actually be an aha moment for our listeners. Yeah, we, we, we study the issue all the time, and I think the world is coming around to um, the fact that balance is not really possible, but it's this elusive, you know, dream that we're all chasing, and, and even <laughs> if you achieve it, it's probably for 36 seconds before, you know, things start <laughs> to fall apart again, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, and so what we're seeing is like a shift away from the end goal being balance to one of wholeness. So I feel like a whole human being. I can bring my whole self and my whole life to work. I can bring my whole self um, home from work. And um, so this shifting from a kind of a juggling act or a balancing act to one of, you know, acts of wholeness so that people just feel more well-rounded and not so stretched. Mm, I really love that idea, but that does actually require the employer to be okay with having a whole employee in their workplace and all that might come with that. Um, and I, I feel like technology has probably caused the, our lives, our professional and personal lives to blend more and more. What are working moms seeking from employers when it comes to bringing their whole selves into the workplace? Many mothers would say they're looking for their employer's to um, that they, they, they don't have to hide the hard parts in front of their employers. And it's okay to say, you know, my daughter has had an emergency in school and I have to cut out real quick and not feel judged for that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I need to take off a couple days to go on vacation with my family. That most mothers feel like they have to hide their family life. They have to act like it doesn't exist um, when they're in, in at work. And that can be a pretty painful position to hold. And so they just want to be treated like a whole human being and be able to talk about those things and know and trust that they're going to get their job done, even mm-hmm. if they have to leave for an emergency dentist appointment, which happened to me yesterday. Um, <laughs> but they can, you know, that they're going to get the job done, that, you know, having their bottom in the seat all day um, doesn't necessarily, is not the most productive um, time for a mother. Yeah. And are you finding that employers are actually being able to meet this need from their employees or are they are they not ready for this and they end up of course risking losing that top talent 
I think employers are becoming more open to it because they're being forced to become more open to it. So millennial mothers in particular are just not putting up with this. And if they don't feel supported and if they don't have the trust of their boss that they're going to get their job done, even if they're not in the office 18 hours a day, then they are leaving and they're seeking employment other other places. And what's a shame is that, um, you know, these moms are leaving and they're not leaving to go stay home. They're leaving to go to a competitive, you know, office of their previous employer. And that's a terrible reason to lose someone. I think companies are waking up to the fact that if they're not more inclusive, that they will lose people. Right, exactly. And we all know that the diversity of talent at all levels in the organization is critical. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. I do want to talk about generational challenges with this work-life balance. So everybody stick around. More from Catherine after the break. Her Strings be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Catherine Wench. She's the CEO and founder of the Mom Complex, which works with companies to develop better products and services to make the lives of moms easier. And before the break, we were talking about the age-old challenge of work-life balance, which Catherine was saying, uh, it's kind of been reframed around the conversation of wholeness and how employees are really looking for their employers to understand that they're bringing their whole person to work and that may be not having to hide the fact that they have to go to a dental appointment, for example, for their child. Um, Otherwise, employers really are going to risk losing top talent and therefore they're being forced to make some improvements on the job. And I would imagine that this wholeness situation or work-life balance, no matter how you might frame it, It's somewhat generational, Catherine. I mean, do you feel like everyone struggles with it or are some generations struggling it perhaps 
more than others are? I would say that in terms of generational struggles that millennial parents are struggling the most because it's the first generation to treat parenting like a team sport. And, you know, dads are helping out and moms are helping out and grandparents are helping out. So, um, and you're more likely to have two working parents. So I think they're in the throes of the challenges. They're also more likely to have younger children, which can be some of the more difficult years. Um, But they're kind of paving the way in the older generations. You know, it's um, the Gen Xers are benefiting from it because they're looking at what the millennials are saying and saying, hey, I want more time off too, or I want paternity leave too. Yeah, I know that uh, millennials, you know, everything is somewhat stereotypical, I suppose, but just the fact that they're less willing to give on the life end of things, maybe than say Gen Xers who have kind of just had to have that stiff upper lip, if you will, and 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 kind of sacrifice for the job um, in order to make inroads there. Are you feeling like millennials um, are maybe doing a better job of working and having that whole life that they want to have, or have Gen Xers maybe adapted a little bit more to your point about what the millennials are asking for, and how do you see that showing up? I guess in the workplace. Yeah, I would say I think millennials do a better job of seeking balance or a more full or whole life. They are, you know, willing to stand up for themselves and leave the office early to go play tennis or do yoga. I mean, yes, it affects parents, but millennials in general, they they're um, they know that they can benefit from a fuller life, and they're willing to work late at night in order to make up for the time that they didn't have in the office. So I think they are blazing a new trail. And the other thing that's unique to millennials is there's so many job opportunities out there in the sense if you want to go work for a big CPG company, that's great. But if you want to go and work for Twitter or Facebook, you can do that too. And these startups and um, entrepreneurial-minded leaders are allowing, you know, four-month paid maternity leave. They're allowing you to work remotely. So I think the bigger companies, again, risk losing people to more innovative outlooks on supporting working parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually leads right into the question I was going to talk about with you is this advances in telecommuting. I do feel like technology, while some might argue has made it harder to leave work behind when we are home. It also has made it easier for us to work from home or pretty much anywhere that we need to be. It might be from the dentist office if we're there with a child. Um, And is job sharing still something that you're seeing a lot of? Is there flexibility in that as well? Yeah, I, we, we definitely are seeing a rise in digital being a benefit and being digitally connected. To your point, we hear mothers all the time saying, you know, I'm willing to take this job, but I'm going to work from home on Fridays. And that's not negotiable. I want to be home to get my kids off the bus. I'm still going to get my job done. But it allows her to feel like a, a fuller person. So while digital, you know, can interfere with having your phone on you all the time, can interfere with your life, I think most mothers would say that the pros far outweigh the cons because they don't have to be in the office as much. So, yeah, I think telecommuting is becoming more and more popular in industries that weren't necessarily engaged in it before banking. Other, like, more traditional models mm-hmm. are starting to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what I was going to ask. If there's some industries that you think lend themselves to being a little bit more, quote-unquote, female-friendly, although I like to call it parent-friendly today, I think, um, since, as you mentioned earlier, there's kind of this job share with parents today. It's not all falling on the mom necessarily. But do you think there are industries that lead, lend themselves to being more parent-friendly than others? 
I do think anything in the startup space, um, because people are used to working late at night and longer hours and having more flexibility during the day, that we hear a lot of times that those are kind of the money jobs or the jobs that, that people want to go after because they're uh, just a little bit more evolved in terms of not having to be in the office all the time. And then I always have a special place in my heart for you know nurses and teachers because I think there's very little flexibility there just by the nature of that work. And I think that you know those moms deserve so much respect and support because you know even if they had a dental emergency, it's not something they can necessarily pop mm-hmm. out of work for. And I think that that's particularly challenging. Yeah, I know there are some industries that you just don't have that flexibility. To your point, do you feel like there's a an effect on our pocketbook for all this flexibility? Um, you know, do you feel like that employers are kind of taking the approach of, well, you want flexibility, therefore, you know, I'm not going to pay you as much? I mean, do you see that at all in what you're hearing from, from working parents? Not in the, in terms of salaried positions. I mean, what we hear that from employers that have embracing flexible schedules is that they're they're really holding their employees accountable to results. So I need you to hit your sales goal. I need you to bring in you know this much money or write this report by this time. And that's what success is. And they're caring less in a good way about how that work gets done or where it gets done. As long as it gets done and it gets done really well, I think that um, that people are getting there. But having said that, there are a lot of organizations where there are a lot of male managers that just may not have as much empathy because they haven't been there and juggling the schedules of young kids, that it's hard for them to appreciate and realize the stress and strain on a working mother. Right. Well, and a lot of those working moms, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, are single head household. Um, And, you know, when it comes to kind of the pay gap, Catherine, I'm, I'm curious what you're hearing from working moms. How big an issue is that for them? It's, you know, it, I don't think it weighs people down as much as we hear that it weighs people down on the news. I mean, it just doesn't come up a lot in our research. People, mm-hmm. I think most moms are hardworking. They're doing the best they can. And they're not necessarily comparing apples to apples. Like, I wonder how much Jim makes in the cube next to me. So I think there's a little bit of fear factor around it in the media. But it's not something that I think keeps moms up at night. I think that... They always want to make more and do more, but it's not something that they're losing sleep over. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you an out-of-box question. And so if, if you're not comfortable answering, I totally understand. And I don't mean to spring it on you. But just before we, we walked into this interview, you know, they were talking about the political the caucuses that are happening. And we know I was reading an article just the other day about single women doesn't mean that they're not moms, but they're just not married are the ones that are going to make the big difference in this, in this election this year. And I'm curious if you could tell the politicians out there, the eventual new president of the United States, what, he or she could do to really make a difference in the lives of of working moms what would you what would you say I would tell the next president of the United States 
to just help dial up the empathy card, you know, across all of the political spectrum, across Congress, the judicial system, of the pulls and the strains on, you know, working families and how little money is left over at the end of the month and how far that money has to go. So anything that we can do to um, alleviate the financial stress and pressure on families that are working one, two, three jobs to try Mm -hmm. and make ends meet, um, I think is really important, and I think that empathy is the way to get there and really um, opening the politicians' eyes to what it's like and all the highs and lows. We're all juggling a lot, and we can use all the support we can get. Mm-hmm. So from our own kind of self-reflection, those of us who are female employers or female employees, what can we do to advocate for ourselves, Catherine? I think you have to stop hiding the hard parts. And um, I always tell people, you know, if you're out on maternity leave and you're coming back, I would have a re-entry plan, a conversation that you can sit down with your boss and say, this is how I'd like to re-enter the workforce. I'd like to work this many hours a week or I'd like to be home for dinner every night. Kind of set your boundaries so that you don't get taken advantage of and you don't have to wait to have a baby to have this conversation. But getting that conversation out of the way at one time, for example, I want to be home for dinner every single night, releases that pressure of you having to go to your boss every single day and say sheepishly, you know, is it okay if I leave? You want to be able to get that conversation or that Mm -hmm. approval out in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. Good, very good advice. And I know that you regularly um, provide articles for Working Mother magazine and Working Mother always has its list of best places to work for working moms. What are some of the companies that you admire that you really feel like are championing the cause for the working parent out there? I just uh, spent some time with a woman who works at Twitter, and I was just blown away by the parental support at Twitter. I think it was four months paid maternity Mm. leave, the ability to work remotely, uh, a parenting support group, you know, when you get back to work, just all kinds of – and these were not necessarily like – physical support, like we're going to provide childcare on site, but it was more emotional support, Mm -hmm. and it seemed to be that Twitter was really recognizing and embracing the whole lives, the full lives of their employees, not just their work lives. Way to go, Twitter. Everybody tweet. Support out there for Twitter today. That's great to hear. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for the, the good work that you do there at the Mom Complex on behalf of Working Mothers. Uh, Like myself and you, many of our listeners today and those, of course, who employ uh, working parents, thank you so much for the the hard work that you do. And I do um, offer that all listeners go to themomcomplex.com to learn more about Catherine and the work that she does there at the Mom Complex. Catherine, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.